Hey, uh, welcome to the, the next episode of Old Iron Talk. Uh, I am setting in for Callie, who is the pro at this, and I am the beginner. Uh, so uh, you're going to have to uh, bear with the mistakes. Uh, but we've also got Jake Wynn here, and Jake just joined, uh, joined uh, uh, Almond Auctions as a West Coast representative. And uh, uh, we're just, we're glad you're, you're in Nokomis. Yeah, a little bit of a flight out here. Come to come to uh, Grand Central for uh, <laughs> what are you out here for? Uh, some, uh, I guess, uh, initiation would be a good uh, <laughs> yes. good start. <laughs> yep, we're going snipe hunting tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, no, just uh, get caught up with all the stuff that I need to uh, get going with the job and and. To learn what I can. Yeah, yeah. So, so we, I mean, we've already had you at work. So uh, for like you know. five years now. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So it's, yeah, we've got we've known we've known each other forever. Quite a long. You time. You knew me when I was skinny. There's that. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> exactly. You knew me when I was, you know, well, skinnier too. Yeah, <laughs> less facial so, hair. <laughs> so you you you've been in the tractors forever. I mean, like I bought my like, first tractor when I was nine. Uh, what was it? John Deere LA. John Deere LA. That's it, the last time I could fit on an LA when I was nine. It was, you know, it was a tractor. Yeah. And I, I bought it with my own money, and so I was excited. It didn't last very long. I got something better. I got, <laughs> yeah. got a John Deere B. <laughs> I got so, All right. <laughs> a little bit of an upgrade. Yeah. So, it's like, what, I mean, what prompted that? Nine years old, that's pretty early. So, my dad, mechanic uh, yeah. for the for the state of Oregon, um Grew up on a farm, been around tractors. Grandpa bought and sold stuff. My dad was a mechanic. He worked on it. There was always John Deere stuff because that's what sold. You know, when Grandpa was buying and selling, that's what sold. And a lot of two-cylinder stuff. So your your grandpa was like, he was buying and selling probably tractors to use. Or was he buying yeah, and selling collector? No, I mean, not collector stuff. I mean, yeah. this was, uh, you know, back in early 80s. Yeah. You know, dating myself yeah uh but yeah it was a lot of stuff it wasn't for farmers it was for guys who were hand and you know all that kind of stuff and so dad was working on them and you know we hear about other people that are collecting and started getting you know the two-cylinder club newsletter when leroy klein was doing it out of north dakota and so yeah i've been involved with it yeah i remember i saw saw like a picture of you was at the very first Two-cylinder expo? Yeah, 1987, shaking yeah. hands with Robert Hansen. There you go. You yeah. were a child. I was nine. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that was our first, first big family road trip was to Waterloo, Iowa. That's cool. So out in Oregon. Correct. All these Midwestern people, you know, they don't know. that They, 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 they think Oregon is just like West Coast. Um, when I've been out to visit you, what astonished me about that was how much farming. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and the diversity. And the diversity of the farming. Yeah. There, there were hops growing by, by your place last time oh, I was out there. Uh, yeah. The valley where I live, the Willamette Valley. Uh, I don't know. Well, Willamette? Willamette. Okay. So, see, the Southern Illinois guy <laughs> says Willamette. Yeah, it's Willamette. Yeah, well, okay. That's how, that's how it's supposed to be pronounced. Correct. All right. I got you. Uh, we grow a lot of seed crops, specialty seed crops, grass seed, uh, radish seed. Uh, sugar beet seed. Um, we have nurseries. We've got hops. We've got vineyards. We've got you name it. I mean, it's the only thing we soybeans don't grow there, ah. and no citrus. 
Really, but everything else is... Cane berries, uh, cherries were a big thing around Salem back in the 40s and 50s. Uh, Columbia Gorge and uh, a lot of cherries and, and apples up in there. Um, so people, you know, people. I, I think people don't understand how much ag goes on in that area. And then directly, how many tractors ended up in that area? Correct. Um, cool tractors. I mean, there, you know, grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. I sit yeah. here in Illinois and I look out there and I'm like, God, they got all the cool tractors. Uh, but like, so what kind of tractors? We got everything. Orchard tractors, standard tread tractors. You know, Central Oregon, the high desert, uh, there's Wheatland tractors out there. Um, they're high crops for the nurseries. You know, Washington is very similar, you know, and then we got similar stuff coming up from California. Southern Oregon, there's a lot of potatoes and Eastern Oregon, same thing, uh, potatoes and sugar beets. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it made for like weird configuration tractors. Single front wheels, orchards. Long axle. Long axles, skinny tires, the Lindemann crawler, Washington, you know, right. and, you know, people in the Midwest think, oh my gosh, there's Lindemann crawler. Lindemann's, I hate to say it, but I kind of look over them anymore just because they're easy to find. Well, I, I, I remember <laughs> I remember one time I told you, I said, you know, I'd, I'd really like to have a little BR. And you looked at me like I was nuts. Like, why would you want a BR? <laughs> I like those tractors a lot, but they're common. I mean, granted, that's changing, you know. Right. Uh, but it's like the it's like the B row crop in the Midwest. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got, and you know, starting back early D's and Waterloo boys were shipped out there. Um, but all the way through 10, 20, 30 series, new generation stuff. Um, and the weird stuff that shows up, there were 30, 10, 30, 20 orchards around us. Mm -hmm. I know where there's a 42, 30 low profile uh, power shift five miles from my house, still being used. And now the influx of people, influx of listeners that are going to be out there scouring <laughs> five five miles from it's, your house. <laughs> it, you won't find it easily, and I say it's not for sale. Yeah. I've tried, and, yeah, and well, serious people have tried. You know, I, I, I've, I've always thought that that was, that was kind of fascinating, you know, that area, because, mm -hmm. you, you know, just the the, uh, the the diversity of the crop and how much of it was ag, because, I mean, that was the main industry. Absolutely. And, uh and, you know, there was just so many tractors that ended up there, and, and nobody thinks about it. And and all brands. We had dealers. John Deere, you know, my primary focus. But Moline, Oliver, Case, Fords, everything was there. So so how's, how's tractor collecting on the West Coast different than the old Corn Belt in the Midwest? We don't have quite – we don't have the, the same amount of collectors. You know, back here – the farming being a little different, you know, and our weather has something to do with it too. You know, wintertime back here, you know, everybody goes to their shop and tinkers on stuff. Our farming season is nine, ten months out of the year, mm -hmm. whether it's spring, harvest. Most of our harvest starts, uh, you know, middle of June and will run through October. That's mm -hmm. not counting any dirt work or anything like that. That's right. just harvest, just because of the different crops. Right. So you can rack up a lot of hours on a tractor. Out absolutely. There. And so the collecting is different. I mean, there's still a lot of collectors, and there's good interest with youth. 
probably not as much as there is back here. But at our local show, we see, like this last year, the amount of young people that were involved has grown a lot. The hobby isn't dying. It's just changing. You know what? I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because um, <laughs> since I've gotten in, since I've been in a tractor, so, you know, 30 years, 30, almost 40 years now, uh, I have heard from the beginning, oh, the hobby's dying. Oh, the young people are not interested. And, mm-hmm. and, and I, I, I'm just like you. I see the exact opposite. I mean, I, I see more, you know, oh, I, I, well, I told a guy the other day, I said, I see more young people getting into this hobby than I've ever seen before. And he said, well, that's because you're getting old. And I'm like, well, point taken. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think what, um, I think one of the things that has brought all these young people in, and, and you're a perfect guy to, to discuss this with, is, you know, I have a love-hate relationship with social media. But social media has brought people Absolutely. into this hobby. Uh, so you're you're an administrator on the... Two-cylinder club of Facebook. Two-cylinder club of Facebook, which has how many members? I think we're over 60,000 now. Oh, yeah. I think you're way over that. Probably 70. I, I don't know. It's it's a lot. Kelly, can you look that up and see how, see how many members Two-cylinder club of Facebook has? But it is exponentially more... Mm-hmm. Than the real two, the the what I say, the real two cylinder club, the two cylinder club that sends you the magazine. Correct. I mean, it's ten times. And yeah, it, why? It's easy. It you know, I think cost has something to it, and you know, part of it. Sixty-seven thousand. Sixty-seven thousand. That's it's a huge outreach. It's easy to find information. Some of it may not always be as accurate as you'd like it to be, but it's easy. Hey, I just bought this tractor, you know, or it was my grandpa's tractor. I want to get it running. You know, if you sent that into a magazine, it's going to be three, four months before you get a response. If you get a response. If you get a response, no matter what brand it is, no matter the, you know, but you can have an answer in five minutes. Hey, you need to buy such and such, or you go to this such and such person to get a part. That's huge. You know, in our... Instant gratification. Instant gratification that we have now, and social media has fed that. There's a lot of negative to it, but this, it's huge to keep the hobby alive. I've met so many people in the Midwest because of social media and had, you know, made some really good friends of it. I think one of the, one of the first times that you and I met, I bought an Oliver sign off of you. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Way back. Way back when. That's been at least 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I exactly. remember the auction where I bought it. And yeah. I, I thought, God, how dumb is this guy that he's selling an Oliver sign? Why wouldn't he keep the Oliver sign? Then you realize <laughs> I'm a John Deere guy. <laughs> but, well, but, and then we ran into each other on that ferry boat ride when you'd gone over to... Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Out in the middle. Of, well, yeah. I mean, what are those islands up there? San Juan. That's the San Juan Islands. So, yeah, Kelly, Kelly and I go on an appointment to... Um, uh, it's the town Forks. where where um, Twilight Yes, yeah, Forks, Washington. Forks. Yeah. Forks, Washington. So remote that it, had, it wasn't founded until 1946. Well, and it's the very northwest corner of the contiguous United States. Yeah, you you can't go a foot further west without being in the ocean. No. <laughs> yeah. And so we're coming back through the San Juan Islands on this big ginormous ferry, 
And I look down, and here's a semi with a Waterloo boy on it. And I'm like, this is fate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <this laughs> a is truckload of two-cylinder tractors. <laughs> yeah. And it happened to be a friend Brian and I, you know, on our way back. For, those tractors have been donated to our local museum. And we picked them up out there and but how, how you know how cool is it to be floating through san juan islands out on out on what is almost the ocean on a ferry boat and there's john deere tractors yeah and then my phone rings and are you on, are you on a ferry boat right now with the waterloo boy I'm like, uh, yeah hi what's going on well, for a while i was going to tell you i was tracking you by satellite well, but you know <laughs> so yeah i mean i think the relationships that you can gain through relationships are a huge thing in this hobby anymore. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, so much can come of it, whether, you know, it's helping find a part, whether it's a job, you know, it it all, that's a huge part of it. And yeah. Well, it's, you know, like it or not, it's 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 reality. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it's, uh, you know, to, to fight the way that society has moved to where, you know, some of the younger generation accepts a digital relationship as a real relationship. Mm -hmm. And who's to say it's not, I mean, to fight it, it's like fighting the waves of the ocean. Yeah. I mean, you can sit there and bellyache about it all you want, but mm -hmm. that's, that's the way it's perceived. Absolutely. You know, by the, so, so all of a sudden the two cylinder club goes from 10,000 people to 60,000 people. Mm -hmm. and, and that's not the only group. No, no. You look at, any other there's lots of John Deere groups there's model specific and you know groups different brand groups multiples of those um, you know early iron tractors you know crawlers whatever um, you know the antique you know being involved with antique trucks too you know there's ATHS has a huge uh, page there you know all the yeah, stuff. so 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 not only not only area tractor nerd you also got the truck thing going. I wanted old trucks to haul my old tractors. And so, so I, is, that, is that what got you into it? Absolutely. Yeah. All well, right. And growing up also with the agriculture, we have timber. Log trucks where I grew up was right on a main highway coming from the mountains. And so log trucks and chip trucks. You know, here's a little kid watching these things go by right on the highway. And, you know, Kenworth being a Northwest manufacturer, they always had the look that I liked, and so I had to have an old Kenworth truck to haul my old tractors. Yeah, and so that started well about twenty years ago too. Well, about twenty-two years ago because it was before I got married. I bought my first one, and that's the t that's I've found that's the best time to buy. <laughs> I'm very lucky that I have a supportive <laughs> wife, and <laughs> Callie's over there shaking her head because <laughs> she she would like to buy an oil pole. You know, <laughs> so <laughs> can't blame her there. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, got into old trucks and I love the research aspect of it. I love the history. Uh, and so that's, you know, another outtake of coming from, you know, tractor side. Started studying Kenworth trucks and, and, other, and other brands too, but Kenworth is my main focus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got a, 52 can or excuse me 52 freightliner cab over called a bubble nose freightliner was made in portland you know so i have that tie Rhonda really likes that truck so that one could stay no problem right <laughs> she right. didn't question that very well, much you, you, you know we, we were talking about that earlier there's again being in the midwest being a flatlander you know corn corn on all sides uh 
the grass looks greener out there on the West Coast on trucks because, you know, there's just, there's cool trucks out there. It's where they were made. Yeah. They were, they were, I think they were used more prolifically there than they were in the Midwest. Very possibly. I mean, and probably more year round. I mean, you know, with your winners here. Right. Uh, unless it was a freight truck. You know, right. Uh, but all the commodities that we haul out there, you know, year round. You know, and, and like I say, timber was the big industry. So, you know, the big manufacturers, Peterbilt, Kenworth, Autocar, uh, even Mac. Mac had some good dealers out there. And there are differences between West Coast Macs and East Coast Macs. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. longer wheelbase. And a lot of it had to do with the regulations, the DOT regulations. Sure. Uh, longer wheelbase trucks, hauling more weight. Um, but you go to California and there's a lot of single drive trucks pulling two small trailers versus long tandem truck with a long trailer. And, you know, but yeah, West Coast has some really cool trucks. Yeah. Well, and, you know, one of the things that Jake's going to do for us, that, you know, as he come on the team here is, uh, you know, we're going to help. He's going to help develop our truck division. And, and uh, you know, hopefully we can turn up some turn up some super cool stuff. So like out in the wild, what's the coolest truck you ever found? I mean, that was just like, oh my God, it's, it's Bigfoot. Uh, probably the coolest thing I found, I didn't buy it, but I found it. It was on Craigslist. Uh, it was a 19, I think it's 40 Kenworth shovel nose is what they called because the, the nose of the grill tapered back. Right. Crew cab. Oh. It was ordered by Seattle, uh, power and light as a utility truck. And so it had a, a crew cab for the whole yeah. crew. Um, a friend of mine ended up buying it and it was, it's rough, super rough. Uh, and it, he just recently sold it and it came to uh, Minnesota, I believe. I'll be darned. You know, so rest coast trucks are coming, yeah. coming back East. So, which is fine. If somebody has the passion to, to take it on more power. To right. Them. Yeah. Right. I, I hate to see that stuff get scrapped. And, and so if somebody's going to save it, it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, so you know, where do you think, uh, you know, where, where, how do you think, because you're so involved in social media, how do you think that's going to affect things going forward, you know, in, in the hobby? I mean, as long as, I mean, you got to take it with a positive attitude and, and, and use it as a tool. Uh, you can't because you, you know it's i've found on social media if you get a hundred people in a room uh in person uh, you're statistically probably you're going to have a knucklehead in there and if you put a hundred people online statistically probably you're going to have a knucklehead on there but now all of a sudden they've got a platform yeah you know say so it so it appears like they're more they're more visible mm-hmm. so hey you know i've I, had to learn I, to i mean I'm certainly not perfect, and I've probably said quite a few knucklehead things. Myself. Oh, I have too. I have too. <laughs> but you take it with a grain of salt, and either you ignore them and let them do their rant and move on, and you know, just you're not going to agree on everything. So yeah, yeah. I just yeah. I I hope that people realize that they they shouldn't be run off of it because you run into a few of them people absolutely you know I mean, because there's there, there is more good to be gained out of it but you can run into that at a show too you can you can 
you know, how some of the old fuddy-duddies can be with a young kid. And I've right. been that kid before, too. And I certainly hope I never turn into that old fuddy-duddy. Right, right. And because the hobby doesn't live on without new blood. Yeah, yeah. So, and I'm lucky enough that I've got two boys that love this stuff. You know, they got a big passion for it, too. Oh, yeah. And I feel very lucky. And, you know, they've got good friends that share the same passion. So what are you, what are you guys working on now? I mean, what's what's it, what's what's in what's in Jake's shop? Too much stuff of other people. <laughs> yeah. uh, I got a Cat Thirty. I'm working on for a guy. Um, got an engine out of a, a Kenworth shovel nose in there that I'm going through fixing up for a guy. As far as my own project, I've got a 31 GPO John Deere. It's all original. Came from the original family. Um, it needs a mechanical restoration. Uh, yeah, but it's. Uh, it's definitely worth fixing. Full steel, got the heavy citrus front wheels on it, the cast front wheels. Oh, yeah. uh, and then my boys have their projects in there. You know, Emmett's got his 71 Chevy four-wheel drive Cummins conversion project going on there. Oh, that's 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 every young man's dream right there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm really proud of him. You know, he's taking it on. You know, he's done 90% of the work. Uh, youngest son, Jack, he's got dirt bike and four-wheeler projects in there. And, you know, I feel very blessed that they're willing to share the old man's yeah crazy hobby. yeah that is i mean that's that is that that's that's awesome so so like what's on the what's on the wish list what's 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 give, give, give me give me a few bucket list tractors jake's bucket list tractors you know there there's a lot of common stuff on the bucket list because i've had a, a uop uopn minneapolis moline oh yeah and yeah that was cool but for me that's not the tractor to have yeah um I like nice original stuff. Um, you know, I'd like to have a nice original of most every brand. You know, just an average row crop. You know, Oliver 66 or 77. You know, a Super, something like that. You yeah. Know, a wide front, nice original. Yeah. Um, original Stage 2 IHH. You know, I like the, that size of tractor. And... And you, and you, you you like and appreciate that original? Absolutely. Yeah. I hate yeah, to see that, good original stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm 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 that way myself. I don't care. I really don't care what it is if it's a really killer original. Yeah. And even you know old repaint, you know fifty year old repaint. We're starting to get that patina to it yeah. again. Yeah. I like stuff to take. I like to take it out and use it. Yeah. Have fun with it. I don't like to worry about scratches and, you know, I'd like to find a nice deer gas standard someday, you know, 60, 70, 720, uh, something like that, you know, and they'll turn up. I'm in no hurry. You know, I, I, I like, I like rare stuff and I like different stuff and, and, and I've got quite a bit of that. And, and recently a guy said, well, you know, what's the last tractor you bought? And I said, a super C farm all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and he was, I mean, he just stood there and stared at me. He goes, why would you do that? I said, because it is the nicest Super C original paint I've ever seen. Yeah. I'm looking at a DC4 case. I mean. Oh, that's below Super C. Well, <laughs> until you see this tractor. Right, right. That, you know, all original tires, probably less than a thousand hours, front wheel weights, the battery box, the battery cover is still there. It's one of those tractors. It's hard to walk away from just yeah. because you don't find it like yeah. that. Yeah, because it's just that nice. Absolutely. And you know, if you if you do focus in on stuff that is that nice, 
It's actually hard to find. Absolutely. I mean, you'll go, you'll go all year, and you know, if you run across two or three tractors that kind of fit that criteria, then yep. you know, you're you're count yourself fortunate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And you know, they they turn up in the West. You know, their stuff that turns up every sale. It seems like, or even you know, through Facebook or local newsletter or something, magazine stuff turns up, and you just got to be ready to make the deal. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, I think uh, I think that'll wrap it up for uh, this episode of Old Iron Talk. How'd we do, Callie? All right. Okay. We got the stamp of approval, so maybe <laughs> we'll be back and do it again sometime. So uh, thanks a bunch, and we'll uh, catch you on the next podcast.